Hey guys and welcome to the channel. As you can see, little bit last minute, bit low budget, but I'm out and about. It's my birthday, so please do, I guess, excuse the budget setup. First of all, thank you very much for tuning in. Remember to like the video and subscribe if you're new. Rafa Nadal versus Sarundalo. First round of Wimbledon post-match. We're going to go through it. I'm going to give you guys a little bit of my insight into it. I watched the whole match. I, of course, didn't do commentary for it. Uh, but thank you to everyone that did join the Iga Sviontek match. That was an interesting one as well. Um, Sviontek not really looking as imperious as she, as we've seen, but she hadn't played any grass court matches before that. So, well, before Wimbledon even. So that's not a, uh, not a surprise. Not a surprise. Okay. Rafa Nadal had to come through some adversity to win in four sets. 6-4, 6-3, 3-6, How did he look? He looked okay. The serve in, in relatively like windy conditions wasn't too bad. 70% of first serves in, that's really good. 70% of first serve points won. Solid. 43% of second serve points won. Slightly alarming. Then if we talk about break points saved, 14 out of 18, which is ridiculously good. Um, probably a bit of an alarm in Rafa fans, I guess, in the fact that he had to try and save 18 break points in the first place and had to save 14 of them. If he hadn't saved, what, 78% of the break points he had to face, it could have been a very different story. And yes, that's what, I guess, sets the elite players apart. But the fact that he was in those positions, not a great sign. Winning sign for Sarah is 23 to 41. This is for the match we're talking about. <clears throat> that's pretty... It's pretty bad for Rafa Nadal, to be fair. And, and we'll go into maybe a couple of reasons why. Surrender, on the other hand, two aces and two double faults. Nadal hit five aces, by the way, and three double faults. First set percentage at 67% for Surrender Low. First set points won 63%. Second set points won 50% for Surrender Low. And we're talking about break points saved, only saved eight out of 14. That's a big difference there, 57%. Winners on four errors, 30 winners to 46 on four errors. So actually a slightly better, slightly better um, ratio to be fair. Uh, so yeah, <clears throat> let's see, let's see. So <sighs> I have to say it's been an extremely interesting, extremely interesting match because Nadal, I think going into Wimbledon, there are a couple of, couple of questions the first question was how's his foot going to look because of the ablation the surge well uh, well i guess procedure that he's had on his foot is he going to be able to move at 100 is he going to be able to move like the nadal that we've seen in the past or is he going to be hampered to some degree whether it's for a portion of a set for a whole match or even in between matches he said in the in the press conference prior to wimbledon no, feels perfectly fine. Hopefully stays the same, but that was his thoughts. <clears throat> That's great. The forehand, is he able to flatten it out more and kind of, I guess, transition from the clay to the grass? Yeah, I mean, I think he looked pretty good on the forehand for the most part. It wasn't sublime or extraordinary, like I guess we've seen in the past, but considering it's round one, uh, we saw the same with Djokovic, right? Neither of these players are going to be playing their top level in the first week, most likely. They will try and peak towards the back end. That's just what happens with guys who are trying to challenge for titles, for the majors, for the major titles. That's just the way it is. 
So that's kind of how I see it. Now, if we're talking about, I guess, how do the rest of his game look? I, I was pretty impressed with the way he came to the net. Uh, and actually, I think I've got the stats here. 20 out of 28 net points. One, that's pretty good. <clears throat> Excuse me. The backhand slice worked pretty well, though Sarundala, I think, worked it out relatively well uh, for large parts, where especially when Nadal was hitting the backhand slice cross-court, the shorter ones, the forehand, Sarundalo was was pretty comfortable taking it low. Also, he utilized the into-out forehand Sarundalo quite well to Nadal. We, everyone knows on tour, I, I've mentioned it multiple times, one of the biggest tactics to try and utilize against Nadal is to try and hit the into-out forehand as a righty into the lefty forehand of Nadal, but on the stretch, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. So try and find as much of an angle as you can or try and hit it as deep as possible, as hard as possible into that wing to give him as little time as possible on that forehand to set it up, to wind it up, to unleash it so that you don't get hurt on it. And in fact, you might even get a shorter ball. We've seen in the past, if Nadal has to kind of shorten the swing a lot, he can give you loopier, shorter balls to then attack. And that's what Srinro did quite well at in, in large parts. Nadal at times will hit a forehand slice defensively to try and, I guess, nullify that. Or even, you know, he'll try and anticipate it. And he's pretty good at doing that uh, for the most part. But look, at times it's pretty, it's pretty hard to anticipate and also move that quickly, even for someone as fit as Rafa Nadal. And I think... What he will, will have realized is that, especially on the grass, going cross-court with a forehand, he has to make sure it's good enough to access his opponent's backhand. Because if it's not, and it's short, or it's too loopy, there's too much kind of air on the forehand, it's not flat enough, not enough pace on it, and it's not going through the court enough, that does mean the guy on the other side will probably hit an into that forehand, and then he's on the back foot. So... He did pretty well for the most part to try and avoid that. Sarundalo was good. And I think at times, like, especially the forehand and the line looked really potent. Again, like Nadal defensively, I think is probably personally better on the backhand than the forehand. Offensively, better on the forehand. But if we're talking about kind of an overall solid meter, if you want to call it, we're talking about how solid the backhand or forehand is. I'd say the backhand of Nadal generally is more solid. Although today... He did make quite a few errors on that side. I think he almost racked up 20 unforced errors on that backhand side at least, which is pretty surprising because uh, at Roland Garros and also in Australia, it was phenomenal for large parts of those tournaments. And defensively, he played really well, especially throughout the whole of Roland Garros. Didn't play massively offensive tennis, uh, mainly because he was probably a bit worried about the foot and didn't want to have to, you know, I guess try and exert himself. Uh, and maybe he didn't feel like he had that in the tank. So that was impressive, I think, from Nadal today as well. I like the way he came to the net, as I mentioned before. Uh, look, I mean, I think Nadal coming forward and trying to come to the net and be proactive is a good sign. And, and it's normally normally good for his game. He wants to have shorter points. I think on his serve, he needs to try and get as many free points as possible. It is grass. It is a quick surface. It's going to skid on. The flat serve from the juice side out wide into the forehand of a righty is perfect. Um, yes, of course, he has the natural serve down the tee from the juice side that swings away from the back end of the righty, but he needs to have that variation in there. Utilized it a few times today and came up trumps. 
look, I mean, he throughout this whole year, to be fair, he has looked nervy at times on serve. And that's just one of those things. I think it's not in every match, but there are periods where he does. Now, I would say personally that if I was to bank on someone, someone's serve, I would probably prefer Djokovic still. But what Nadal does really well is that I think he's potentially the best at being able to recover and come back in a set. He was a breakdown in that fourth set against Rundelow and he managed to recover really nicely. I think he was 4-2 down, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and then he was also 5... Yeah, so they... Sorry, then they broke back, went to 5-4. Srundalo on serve, gets broken, loses the match. Nadal, like all the top elite players, they strike at the most crucial, important points. Srundalo was a breakup, frustrated. I think he had love 40 on Nadal's serve to get a double break early in the fourth set. Didn't take it. Nadal recovered. He had, I think it was four or five breakpoint opportunities in that game. Nadal did so well to recover. A couple of mistakes from Sundalo, fine, but Nadal generally, a couple of clutch points on the serve, forehand, one-plus plays, as we know Nadal is capable of doing. So generally, I think he'll be extremely happy to come through that, and especially avoid the uh, the fifth set, apologies for the lighting. But yeah, so, so from my point of view, that's kind of how I feel about uh, Nadal generally. Um... Thank you very much for tuning in. Remember to smash the like button, please, if you haven't done so already, and subscribe if you're new. Really do appreciate it. And let me know what you thought of Nadal's performance. We'll see you later on for Wimbledon, day two's roundup. Thank you very much, guys. Stay safe and well. Like, subscribe if you're a podcast listener or watcher. Leave a rating review. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much.